When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stories of Briscoe and Bradshaw Special Edition. I would be Bradshaw, and that would be your Chickasaw native, your Chickasaw Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite and greatest son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe. And what a treat we have today. Legendary Playboy photographer has his own magazine now by his, his last name. David Meese joins us. An incredible history. We're going to talk about his magazine, talk about the Playboy, hopefully the Playboy Mansion, maybe some celebrities, and a special treat. The model in the middle, Miss Summer Kristen, has joined us. Had some technical difficulties, so the prettiest person on the show is here by audio, which is kind of backwards the way to do it. But what, guys? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hey, thank you, Dave. Uh, big, big news with your magazine coming out. But for years, you were the the Playboy photographer. Uh, well, I, I was so one. I was one of them. <laughs> well, then, look, revisionist history. We we. we <laughs> <laughs> We're all wrestlers. It. We we just we make up stuff all the time. Well, I will say this: I'm pretty proud of it. I was one of maybe five or six, so that's that's a pretty good number, I guess, when you're when you think about it around the world. But yeah, I was I started with Playboy freelancing with them around 1978, 79, and then they hired me in 1980 and moved me to Chicago. And I worked out of the Chicago office in the 80s, and then moved to LA in 1990 and moved out of LA, out of the LA office. Uh, worked and lived out there up through 2003-2004. Well, David, welcome to the show. The way you got with Playboy was kind of interesting story too. You were in a motorcycle accident, and uh, and uh, your doctor kind of recommended you get into photography because you're you're you were an aspiring artist at the time. Is that correct? That's that's right. I was a musician in high school and an artist. My mom was an artist, which is which was really cool because. When I started doing photographs for Playboy with the nudity, she was cool with it, you know, and that was awesome because she had she had drawn and did nudes when she was doing artwork and stuff like that. So for me, um, the transition from uh, art to music and everything was pretty easy. Um, I thought I was going to be a pro musician, but then I was in that motorcycle accident, couldn't walk for almost a year. So my doctor, who I would go see every month, I would take my artwork to him. And he would look at it and say, you know, you know what you should do? You should buy a camera and photograph these people so they don't have to sit for you. And I thought, well, that makes sense. So when I was up, when I finally got up and around and started walking again, which was around 1974, I guess it was, um, I bought a camera, uh, bought books on photography, read, read them from cover to cover and taught myself photography. Started doing my own processing, black and white processing. And I... Uh, when I first started out, I photographed a lot of uh, high school football. I bought uh, I bought a lens that was way ahead of its time, uh, one of the first really fast lenses. And I would go on the sidelines at night and photograph high school football games. Uh, took those photos into the Longview newspaper, Longview, Texas. That's where I was. That's where I was living. Home, and, home of Texas Dolly, the greatest poker player ever. <laughs> oh really? You know that's where right. Longview is? You know, I Longview? sure do. I'm I'm in Athens, Texas, right now, which is Athens, Tyler, and then uh, Longview. Yeah, yeah you're not that far away. Yes, so, sir. I, my my first wrestling championship, I was Longview champion. <laughs> that, that, that's one of my favorite memories. My first professional title was in Longview, Texas. I wow. beat Jerry the Jerry the Barber Miller. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I I walked into the the Longview newspaper to the sports department and. Um, took it into the sports editor. His name was John Inman. I remember it like it was yesterday. Great guy. Uh, and I showed him my eight by 10 black and whites. And it was back in those days, everything was, they had to do, they had to do flash on the sidelines to take photos because the, they didn't know how to, well, they, they weren't up on film uh, pushing, push processing and stuff. And I was 
I was like on the leading edge. I was like this. I was trying everything. So I went in there and I showed him these pictures. And he goes, can I run these? I'm like, sure. And then he said, well, you know what? I've got, I get sideline tickets or sideline passes to the Dallas Cowboy games. You want to go photograph those for me? Absolutely. <laughs> So in 1970, I think it was 1976 or 77, I can't remember exactly. It was the first year of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, whatever year that was. There was, a, there was a Cowboy Cheerleader from Longview, and I would ride to the games with her. And uh, I mean, yeah, it was my my life started fantasy land from the get-go. Yeah, you were around beautiful women right from the get-go there. <laughs> from the very, very beginning. And I met a lot of those. And when I went there, I had this really big lens. A lot of the guys, even at the Dallas newspapers, didn't have this lens. And so I'd be on the sidelines shooting, and these guys would be like, Are you from Sports Illustrated? I'm like, no, no, I'm from Longview. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, and that was the absolute – I mean, you not only got to ride with a cheerleader to go to a professional football game, you got to cover the Cowboys in their absolute heyday. In the heyday, man. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, that was back when the – you know, those icons of the Cowboys back in the, the you know, the 70s. Walt, mean, Garrett, Walt Garrison, who was the original – Walt was a uh, teammate of mine at Oklahoma State University. It was a Cowboy. Walt Garrison Cowboy. was a monster, man. He just he, passed away, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He was legendary. I mean, I mean, that was back in, you know, Ed Two Tall Jones, oh, all right, those yeah. guys. That Harvey was Martin, the Manster, Stallback. Yeah. The, that, yeah I mean, it was Doomsday. Was it Doomsday Defense? Doomsday right? Defense, right. correct. Yeah. I mean, that was then. And so I was doing that from the sidelines. And um, I did that for two years. And then um, after that, I started experimenting, photographing my girl friends, just friends. And I met a gentleman by uh, who worked for Nikon cameras at a at a camera store in Dallas. That's where I would go and buy my gear. And so I met this guy, and he looking at he was looking at my pictures, my football pictures and stuff. And he goes, "Yeah, this is pretty good stuff." And then he goes, "What's this in the back?" And he pulls out all the, my prints and my girls that I had photographed. Oh, that's just my hobby. And he's looking <laughs> at them, and he goes, "Wow, this is this is what you should be doing, man. You you you're really good photographing women. You need to." your stuff looks very playboy and i'm like what and i believe it or not i had not even seen a playboy by that time because i was raised strict catholic <laughs> and so um i went oh okay he goes you need to submit your stuff to playboy anyway what happened was there was a girl from shreveport louisiana who was supposed to fly to chicago to be tested for playmate a buddy of mine a photographer in shreveport reached out to me and said hey you need to meet this girl met her did some pictures of her. She carried my film to Chicago and that's how it happened. Wow. They saw it, liked it, got in touch with me. I flew up, met with them and that's how it started. Did you Moved meet to Chicago? Who did you meet with? Did you meet with Hugh Hefner first or did you? Did no, you... no. Um, Hef was already out in LA <clears throat> living out there. He had just moved out there. I met with the, actually the, the Chicago office was the headquarters back then. And so uh, all the art department, photography department was all in Chicago. So when I went up there and I had even gone out to LA uh, to visit a friend out there and I did go by the LA studios, which used to be on Sunset Boulevard. And the woman who headed up those studios said, if you move to LA, I'll hire you and have you work as a freelancer here. But I didn't. I ended up moving to Chicago. They moved me to Chicago and I, I worked out of the, of the Chicago office for the first first few years I was at Playboy. Yeah, I've got it. Now coming up in Longview, Texas, uh, and, and and all of a sudden you're 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 telling your friend, hey, I'm moving to Chicago and going to work for Playboy. You you must have been the, the, the hero of Longview, Texas. It was, well, I was the hero of all the guys. <laughs> yeah, about all the guys, yeah. Yeah. But um well, actually some my the girls that I knew as well thought it was yeah. amazing and everything. But you know what's funny is the Longview paper didn't feel too good about it. I mean, they it very, very, very conservative area. Um, uh, and, you know, the same thing. And um, uh, I, uh, you know, that was around Gilmer and Gladewater and all those small towns back then. Um, the Gilmer newspaper wanted, uh, there was a, a, a guy at the Gilmer newspaper who wanted to interview me for the Gilmer newspaper. And he did, and he got into a lot of trouble for yeah. doing it. I mean, it was just, 
it was too bad. But back then, anyway, I was having a great time. I was working for Playboy. Yeah. Back then, a lot of the counties were, I mean, they were still dry. Yeah, yeah, that too. It was a very, uh, very strict religious uh, county area of Texas. And that I've been told it's the the buckle for the Bible Belt. <laughs> did you? I, not not certain. To go back a list a little bit. You were in Longview and your high school football. Did you happen to ever run across that uh, grown man playing for John Tyler uh, Earl Campbell when you were there? Uh, no, I didn't. But there was another guy who played defense on the Longview team that I did photos that ended up going pro. And I'm trying to remember his name. He was a big, big black kid. I mean, I mean, he was, he was a monster. And um, <clears throat> I was always getting photos of him with his hands up, blocking kicks and all this other stuff. Yeah. But, um, no, I didn't, I didn't get pictures of Earl. I just wondered, because I was so close to Longview. For those that don't know, it's just very short, short little trip between Longview and Tyler, Texas. About 40 minutes at most, 30, 30, 40 minutes. Who was your first big shoot with Playboy? Oh, gosh. Um I, I was, um, well, I did, I did in 1979, I did a, um, a clothing photo of a young lady from Texas for the girls of the Southwest conference. One of those, uh, college girl pictorial. I, I remember those issues. Of those <laughs> girls. <laughs> I probably still got some in my closet. There. <laughs> I, I, that was my bread and butter. When I went to work for playboy, I went on all those college girl pictorials every year. That was and the multi-girl features. I did that. I did a lot of the interviews and anniversary searches and all that kind of stuff. But the first playmate I photographed was Marty Jacquet. I remember her name and she was such, she was so mean to me. I don't want to use the B word, but she was. <laughs> she did. She was just like, she knew I was new and she was just taking full advantage of it and the makeup artist really just took her aside and said no you stop that <laughs> so but anyway that was my first photo shoot for playboy was uh, official with a playmate with her and i did it in arizona uh, they flew me to sedona arizona and uh i rented an rv and we drove around <laughs> it was crazy you know, everybody always th says, I'd love to be a, you know, growing up at least, uh, I'd like to be a photographer for Playboy. I so would, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> was it as much fun as everybody thought it was? It it was. It was amazing. But at the same time, it was uh, kind of mind bending because of the responsibility. There were no reshoots. I mean, when I went out on the road, I had to get great photographs of every model I photographed. And that put a lot of pressure on me. And I mean, yes, it was amazing. I, I you know, flying everywhere, uh, doing these photo shoots with the most beautiful women. But it, it was just, man, uh, you know, you're at, you wake up the next day and go, well, do I have the right location? Is everything set up? Okay. And I mean, do I have... Uh, Am I going to be able to get this all done? Can I get to the next city? I mean, it was it was a it was a mind load to 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 deal with it, but at the same time, it was amazing. I mean, just being able to to do what I did to travel the world and and work like that for the most iconic magazine of its type at the of the day was amazing. I mean, I just everybody at Playboy in Chicago were great. Um, if you talk to a playmate today, they will all say it was like a family. And it was. In fact, I have a story for you. When I first started uh, freelancing for Playboy, um, they sent me from Longview to Dallas to, there were going to be five playmates being interviewed. This was in 1980, early 1980, before I went to work for them. Um, they were at a car show. They used, you remember playmates used to go to car shows, car shows and sign autographs and all that. So I go to this car show and the five playmates are up there. Then they're going to go into the green room and rest and, and relax for a few minutes. And the, and the guard said, pointed to me to go in. And I, I went in too. And I sat across the room from where they were. And this one playmate turned and walked over to me and, and smiling. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> she's, she's coming over to talk to me. So I stand up and she goes, hi, I'm Dorothy. And I go, oh, well, um, I'm David. 
and it was Dorothy Stratton. And she said, do you work for the local newspaper? I go, no, I'm, I'm here for Jeff Cohen, one of the editors at Playboy in Chicago. And she goes, oh, I love Jeff, blah, blah, blah. Girls, come over, meet David. It's a new Playboy photographer. And, and so um, she goes, welcome to the Playboy family. That was Dorothy Stratton. And she said that to me. And, and I just thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. That that's what they, that's how they thought of it. And uh, so from that point on, and then only a few months later, of course, the tragedy with her and, and the, the husband and everything. But I mean, I did get to meet Dorothy Stratton and she was amazing. She was so open and friendly and beautiful. And so that was uh, a, a pretty major moment for me of many that would happen from there. Um, I've got a lot of stories. And by the way, those stories end up in the, the last uh, article in the magazine every month is a life story from me about something in my in my life with either Playboy or pre-Playboy or now or whatever. And uh, the very first one I wrote about in the first issue was when I traded places with Wade Boggs, who played for the Red Sox way back in the 80s. In 1987, I traded places with Wade Boggs. I played third base for the Red Sox. Really? Yes. Well, Wade's a good friend of ours. He's been on our show a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, we, we love Wade. Wade's a real good friend of ours. We love Wade. Tell him tell him next time you see him, David Meese says hi. I sure and, will. Of course. I'll yeah, take he him right after the show and tell him. Yeah, yeah, tell him. Uh, you mean, got to play third base for the Red Sox? During the pre, uh, during warm-up at Old Comiskey Park in a Red Sox uniform, Wow. In fact, I actually went to Tampa, uh, have a buddy who was a coach down there, high school coach. And uh, I told him what was going on. I called him from Chicago and said, hey, I got this going on. He goes, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm trading places with Wade. So I went down there for a couple of weeks and he did my own spring training. He had me hitting, he had me hitting 90 mile an hour balls. And I was wow. making, I made the throw from third to first. He had, wow. he got me where I was making wow. that throw. David, how is it standing there with a 90 mile an hour fastball coming towards you? It, back <laughs> down, then, down 90 mile an hour in the fastball, but back in those days, 90 mile yeah, an hour. Yeah, back then though, you know what? And he even told me, my coach told me, he goes, um, I don't want you to, uh, from this point on, you're a baseball player. And I played in high school, but I mean, hello, that was back in high school. And so, he said, but I want you to think in terms of being, you're a baseball player. I want you to think about that. Forget you're not a photographer now. I want you to get in that mindset. You need to be a little cocky. You need to be this and that. And you got to be confident. And I started thinking like that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, now I have a torn rotator cuff in my right shoulder. Because of <laughs> yeah, but you got you to play a third base for the uh, Baltimore Red Sox. Wow. And take Wade Boggs, the Hall of Famer's yeah. place. Yeah. For for a little bit. A little so bit, Wade yeah. was coaching you how to hit the, the fastball. Wade was coaching you how to throw the first and all that. No, he didn't. He didn't do any of that. He he, <laughs> he was he was just like he, he was thought, afraid he'd lose his position. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you know, it was funny though. Um, the way it all happened, I was sent down to um, Winter Winter Garden. Is that the name of the team? Winter Garden? Yeah. Winter Garden, uh, Florida, where they, they were doing spring training, right. photographing for his interview for Playboy. And I took a girl with me that I had interviewed for Girls of Florida. And uh, she was really cute. She was flirting with him and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the interview, after I got my pictures, uh, he said, man, I wish I was you. And I went, oh, come on. I wish I was you. And he goes, hey, let's trade places. I'll photograph a playmate and you can play my position at third. And I'm like, yeah, right. Wow. And no, he said, I'm going to check with a Red Sox organization. I'll make it happen. You talk to Playboy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I go back to Chicago, tell my, my director of photography about this meeting. And he goes, you know, let me run that by legal. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he, next day, he catches me in the hall. He goes, I think you need to start practicing. Legal said, it's fine. He goes, if you break an arm, it'll, it'll heal. <laughs> <laughs> That was their way of that. So it ended up happening. And it so ended up Wade, did Wade shoot a, a, a playmate? He did, but this is back in the day before autofocus. And <laughs> he didn't focus the camera and all his pictures were out of focus. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's 
exactly what you want to happen. Well, we needed to know that information when we had him on, John. That's a great <laughs> oh, <one. laughs> that's funny. But yeah, no, but it was awesome. I mean, I have photos of this. Um, I can send you guys the pictures if you want. Oh, I love got, one. I love a couple. Yeah, I've got I'll send them over to Wade. Hey, Wade, remember this. Hey, hey David, lo a long story short, I went on a celebrity hunting trip with Wade one time, and Jeff Foxworthy was the hottest comedian in the world at the time. And he had they put him on a prime location. He had shot a buck apparently right at dusk. They couldn't find it. It was raining. They had dogs out. They never could find it. So Foxworthy comes sneaking in about 2 o'clock in the morning. He thinks we're all in bed. You know, we're young. We're in, we're in the bar. So he's sneaking in. <laughs> And he, he gets into bed, the lights are out, and we hear him blood-curdling scream. And we, we, we run in there. Wade Boggs had gone down to the cooler and gotten a dead deer out of the cooler and put it in Foxworthy's bed with a note <laughs> on it that says, in case you're looking for a dead deer, this is what it looks like. <laughs> wow. Foxworthy walked into the bar where we're at, and he put his wallet on the bar. He goes, I can't beat up anybody in here. He said, but if somebody will beat up Wade Boggs, I'll give you whatever's in my wallet. <laughs> That's awesome. Wade's just the best. I love I, I love the fact that his photos were all out of focus. <laughs> well, um, I, I didn't know that until after all was said and done. I mean, um, because, well, I was supposed to do this on a uh, during spring training when they were doing a game uh, down in Florida, but things didn't work out. And it ended up that I had to do I had to do it before an NBC game of the week in Comiskey Park in Chicago, so and and so um, they had made up a, a a team uniform for me, but in in the home team <laughs> colors white, yeah. and so I was in a white uniform. Everybody else is in their grays because it was an away game. So I'm out there at third base like an idiot in his white uniform, home game uniform, <laughs> and they're yeah. all in their grays. So I stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So anyway, what is the, the percentage of readers? Because everybody always joke, you know, back Jerry reverse back in 70s, oh, I just get Playboy for the articles. And, but there is really good articles. And your magazine yeah. that come out, you said, thank you very much for sending us a copy we could download. There was terrific editorials. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's one of the things that I was I wanted to be specific about was to make it more than a than just a, a magazine with girls in it, because there is a few of those out there online. There's a, there's some digital magazines out there that have a bunch of girls in their magazine. And the, the photography is OK. Um, and, and I'm not belittling it, but I mean, I try to I've tried to keep it at that same level that I did at Playboy. And so. With that said, I also wanted to keep the editorial side of it as close to it as I could. So <clears throat> I've secured some pretty great writers out there, young up-and-coming writers. Uh, they've done some really good stuff for me um, and, you know, um, and I, giving them credit and that sort of thing. And it gives them a chance to to utilize their writing chops and, and get some content out there. And and I send them copies of the, of the magazine that they can have and that's a great part of their resume if they want to do writing as a on a professional level. So yes, I, I am really big on, on having the editorial content be at the same level as the photography. And so that's very important to me. And I've even had, I've even had some uh, of my readers reach out and go, wow, I really enjoy what you've got. You know, I really enjoyed this story or this article and that kind of thing. And I'm like, yes. So they are, they are, they're reading it. They're looking at it for the articles. <laughs> John, John would be great to write your wrestling uh, editorial one day. John, John's a good writer. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd love to have something about. Yeah, I'd love to have something about that. Uh, we, as you've noticed, we try to cross a, a lot of different boundaries with our writing, and we do stories about a lot of different things. I, I we have things about cars, about food. Now we have a we actually have a food reviewer um, about. Uh, travel, entertainment. Uh, did you? What did you think about the interview with Santa Claus? I thought it was I great. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those things where. Oh, did did we freeze? Oh, there. I thought I froze up for a minute. Um, it's. I thought. I thought of that. It's. I don't think it's been done before, to be honest. Uh, and and so when I, I was thinking about the this the December issues, big Q and A seven. That's my big interview. Is Q and A seven. Um, with current today's, um, readership out there, they, they can't, I can't, 
they've got, you know, they, they wanted things short and sweet. So I came up with my big interview being called the Q&A 7. And I mean, we've had some pretty big names in it. We had Oscar Goodman, the former mayor of Vegas in there back a couple of months ago. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten some pretty big name people in my magazine so far. And so, but when Dece for December, I'm thinking what would be very different? And I thought, I'm going to interview Santa. And so um, I wrote that piece up. And then I did find a gentleman here in Vegas that looked like the look like him. And, and I said, okay, you want to be the real Santa? And he goes, yeah. So uh, I had him but by, by, by night, he's Santa, by day, he's Elvis. <laughs> there That's you go. Right. That's right. So um, anyway, yeah, that was that's pretty special. In fact, I want to try to get that out to somehow get that out to the media. I'm looking into trying to get that out to the media because I think it's the, the way it was written and everything. I, I was, uh, I thought really, I tried to make it to where it put more emphasis on what Christmas should be about. And uh, rather than just the gift giving and everything about what it, what it represents and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I'm going to try to get that out there. Great, great. Yeah, everybody we're talking about Metsy Magazine here. That that they that they do. But how did the thought of the magazine come along, and 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 what was the process of of switching? Well, did you just switch over from Playboy and say, uh, or see Playboy on the decline, and 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 say that I need to revive some? How how did the thought process happen? Well, during COVID, um, that's you know, uh, I I didn't really um, think about it during COVID as much as a lot of people were reaching out to me and saying, David, you need, well, first off, people reached out and said, you need to buy Playboy and make it Playboy again. I'm like, well, first off, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't have $50 million or yeah. whatever. So I said, um, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot of responsibility to try to do a monthly magazine. And that, that's, and I kind of wrote it off. Well, as, as I watched the magazine decline and lose readership and, and go this other direction after COVID, I'm just like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? And, and it, it was just across the board, editorially, photographically, everything was just so different. And then they stopped publishing. So <clears throat> in 2021, a friend of mine, another photographer reached out to me out of the blue and said, you know what, David? With your your work and everything, and the fact that you're still shooting, you really do need to consider doing a magazine. And and I I started thinking about it, and I thought, well, you know, after COVID, a lot of my clients that I had back in LA dried up, went out of business, sadly, and all that kind of stuff. Back, you know, and and so I thought, well, maybe this might work. So started thinking about it, and so I launched it in um, March of 2022, and um, man, jumped in with both feet and made it a monthly magazine. So, um, and, and that's how it started. I mean, it was just literally me wanting to continue my photography. Um, and, but the, the thing is, it's just, it's every month is a challenge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. To, to get content for it and to, um, keep the level of the, the ladies as well. But one of the things that I've noticed or what I've been doing and, and what you might notice and what a people, and I've even had uh, some of my readers reach out and say they were very, uh, they're excited to see that I'm not just going after the, the 20 year olds, the, the young women that are out there. There are some women in their 30s and 40s, even 50s that are beautiful still. And so what I'm going for is for just the beautiful woman who uh, is confident, feels confident, wants to talk about where her, her ambit, what her ambitions are, what she's, what she's doing, whatever, and, and present that to, to my readership. It's not just based on just beautiful young women. It's based on beautiful women. And so that's what we've been trying to accomplish. And it's been going really well. Summer is a perfect example of that. She's not in her 20s, no offense, um, but she's gorgeous. So, I mean, when I photographed her, I mean, the stuff that we did was just awesome. You're killing our viewers right now because you're saying Summer is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Uh, yeah. All we got is the summer. Take our word for it. She that's is right. gorgeous. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to hold up. I'm going to hold up. I'm going to hold up. Hold on. <laughs> 
Summer, are you still there? She yes, oh, I'm here. You can y'all hear me? We can yes. hear you just fine. Yes. Should I? Should okay. I? Uh, do I need to censor this? I, I can think barely. You might should care. probably. I don't know. I have no idea the rules. It doesn't bother me and Jerry. We've. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. There we go. I can hear y'all. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. She's gorgeous. She's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Summer. So that's your question. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Welcome. Hi. Summer, what, what what did you think of the whole experience? What did you think of the magazine? What do you think about how people are reacting to it? Uh, generally, your impressions. Uh, well, the shoot, I <laughs> it took a while actually for David to get me to do the shoot. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you don't want to work with me? Why would you want to shoot with me? Like, I'm old and I don't I don't shoot anymore." And he was like, "Perfect." that's perfect and then we met actually on another project um because i work with the hustler club and he was like you should be my model in the middle and i was like oh yeah right you know i don't i don't need to do that you know no one's gonna look at that and have you ever had any experience at it Oh, yes. I've been in entertainment and I started modeling and acting when I was five. Wow. And wow. now I'm about to be 41 in June. So I've been, been in it for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I feel like coming out of retirement was was perfect to shoot with David, actually. Um, and I was shocked when I saw the photos I'll be honest I was like that's not me I can't even believe that's me how did you even do that and uh he he is so professional and he's so easy to work with and it's 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 easy when you're shooting with David it's it's not stressful he doesn't take too many pictures and he shows you the pictures and he's like okay we got it let's let's move on so you're not you know taking the same photo you know for an hour and then hoping to get the right one but it's you right. know when you get that photo you get it and it's wow you know that's it that's the one so it's kind of fun going through the process and 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 seeing the magazine come to life as you're shooting which so, is so what David happens is, David is a real, shoot. David's a real artist Yes, absolutely. He builds it when you're in the shoot with him and you can see it happening. And then you see, I haven't, I haven't even seen the magazine yet. I've seen some of the photos, but, um, and I've seen the cover and, and it's funny because it looks like that on the camera. So his lighting is flawless location, flawless. The location was beautiful. It was more than I could ever imagine. It was this huge mansion, and you'll see the photos. Um, I don't want to give too much away, um, but it was it was so perfect, and it was glamorous and classy, and it was very Playboy. And I'm I'm very honored to have been able to work with David on this. So, Mister. Mr. Briscoe and I, the only thing we ever uh, have been offered is, is Farm Almanac. So we haven't really gotten, you know, any, any pictorials yet. Uh, we're, we're still hoping. But what has, the, what has the fallout been, the reception that you've had from people? Obviously, you, you know, you're working with this great artist. You're a very pretty lady. What has the reception been? It's been very welcoming, and I've, I've not had any bad feedback. Um everyone is very supportive. I actually met with the, an agent at Evolve Talent last night and uh, with our PR guy that we work with. And, and I kind of gave them little sneak peeks and uh, the team at Good Day, they work with Dolce and Gabbana and they were all just, wow, oh my gosh, this is stunning. That's so playboy. You know, it's so classy and we love it. It's just, it's very clean and and uh, it's not, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to look at this. You know? <laughs> but, 
But it's just very like, wow, they appreciate the art of it is what I can tell. And and everyone is, has been very supportive. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. So, so we're being a being a being a, a top class model like you are. The new nutrition and the workouts. You got, did you have to go through special nutrition and workouts to, to, to prepare yourself for this? For this, um, <laughs> I did tell David that uh, like it's gonna take me years to prepare for this shoot. It's gonna, you know, I've got to do my hair, I've got to do face, I've got to work out. And it's funny that um, it, at this point, I was actually feeling more accepting of my natural self. Um, Previously, I would, you know, work out for four hours a day. I would go on a very strict diet for six months at a time. Um, I would spend thousands of dollars on getting injections and trainers and getting my hair done and just ridiculous amounts of things. And I'm, this is the best shoot I've ever had. So <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's what I've been told. Even my best friends are like, this is the best I've ever seen you. So it was, it was really nice to hear that, you know, especially getting older. I'm a mom, my daughter's in college and, and, you know, I don't work out every day, especially after I, um, like died in November of last year. So I really haven't been able to get back to that type of lifestyle. Yeah. Her diet, her diet is butter cake. cake. (laughs) Uh, Listen, you can get you can get me listening with some butter cake, okay? <laughs> yeah, California Pizza Kitchen, they know. Um, we we frequent there a lot. Your bow bag will probably be full of butter cakes coming up here. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm all about it. That's okay. Bring it on. <laughs> hey David, you you uh, talk about the you kept saying it's a compliment. It was a very playboy. What was the difference between say Playboy uh, like thirty years ago and Penthouse and Hustler and the way they viewed photography? Well, if if you go back and look at the issues, and um, there was a distinctive difference in in the, uh, the the way we photographed the women compared to those other magazines, Penthouse, Hustler, all those, uh, especially Hustler. But um, the way the way it was was um, we were always into creating a moment of I would I'm going to say kind of a fantasy reality. We would we would take and put a bottle in a in a gorgeous location, light her in such a way that made her uh, glamorous, beautiful, that sort of thing. Yes, she was nude, but we weren't concentrating on the gynecological of the woman. We were photographing her as a whole, a lot of attention to face as well as figure, whereas the other magazines were much more uh, concentrating on the lower areas of her body. And and that was just a whole different, that's what, and also their lighting was different, uh, especially with Penthouse and Hustler either. Um, It was just, there was a significant difference. And and what was funny was back when I was doing the, the searches and college girls, we'd all, I'd get protested. And they were they always said that we were, um, you know, taking advantage of the women and that sort of thing. And that wasn't the case at all. We were offering women a chance to model for the magazine. And it was up to the model as to how, how much nudity was there, if they were comfortable with it or not, and that sort of thing. We never forced it on anybody. They didn't. And, and it was... It was a gradual uh, buildup of how we photographed them. And I would start with a model being clothed and work her out of the clothes while keeping the style the same with the light and the poses and that sort of thing. And it's that's why I think that was the most significant part of it was pose and lighting. That's where the difference lies or lay in the differences between our magazine or that magazine and now even my magazine um i have tried to uphold those same stylings that 
I did for Playboy. Yeah, Dave, you you mentioned the word location several times. With with, with these different models and different different uh, scenes, how how do you go through the process of selecting a location? Because it's very important to your shoot. One of the things that I try to do is I try to find I try to find a, a home that would work for the location. In this case, I ended up being able to be the owner of a of the restaurant Capos here in Las Vegas, and his house is a mansion here in Vegas. And they were they, he was kind enough to allow us to shoot there. And in fact, it's so vast and so large. Even though I photographed uh, some are there in three of the rooms and uh, on the staircase, there's still another three or four rooms that are available. I'm going to go and ask if I can shoot my January model in the middle there. So, uh, also a, a very beautiful blonde, by the way. I'm meeting her uh, on Sunday. Uh, she's from Oregon, and her name is Paisley. So, and believe me, you guys will love her too. <laughs> Hey, David, not to turn uh, simple math into uh, trigonometry, but wrestling. When Shakespeare, when Shakespeare had the Globe Theater on the Thames, he used to get guys out of prison to do the fight scenes, and if they fought well, he kept them out of prison. So there's always been some type of appeal of realistic violence with some type of drama that is attached to it. So it's kind of the history of you know, professional wrestling. Is there a similar history, like page three in the UK, their, their magazine, their regular periodical, always has the, the pretty girl there, and then the news. Playboy had the pretty girls and these wonderful editorials, same as your magazine. Is there any history to this of having some pretty girls attractions along with real inviting legit editorials and news other than what playboy well um i i don't know what i've tried to do is keep my magazine more neutral i don't really want to i don't really want to set any kind of social social morals or anything like that i just want to present the woman as who they are, beautiful subjects. I want the content to be interesting editorials that people would love to read, relax, and enjoy versus trying to set some sort of moral tone or anything like that. I, that's not what I'm about. Um, and so for me, my magazine, Playboy used to call it entertainment for men. Well, I feel mine really is entertainment, but for both men and women. I have a lot of women who compliment me on the magazine. And I think it's because of the fact that, I'm, again, I'm, I'm photographing women age-wise across the board. It's not based on just, you know, 18 to 24-year-olds. It's, you know, I, I, in fact, I've never had an 18-year-old. I mean, my, my women are in the mid-20s and up. So um, for me, I'd rather just be a magazine of, of, of something of substance, of entertainment, and um, sharing beauty and the, the thoughts of these women that I'm photographing. Because, you know, there is, uh, I love to have bios about each of the ladies that are in the magazine, about who they are. I think it's very important who they are, what they want to do. And that sort of thing. That's where that's where I have put the magazine's direction. Yeah, that that was uh, I guess the, the thought of you know you created this genre that is a uh, pretty cool. Uh, the Hugh Hefner, you know, was I guess I guess the one who originally created this. You know, the, the beautiful women along with this entertainment for men. As far as the editorials and everything, you know, people always joke about we we get a uh, Playboy for the articles, but there was good articles, great articles. And how was he? How was Hugh Hefner when you met him? Cordial, very nice, uh, very professional. Very first time I met him was in Chicago, uh, in Chicago. Um, I was shooting a centerfold back then, gatefold, they call them gatefolds back in the day, uh, on an eight by 10 view camera. And I was looking through the camera and, and I was in the studio, we built sets uh, to shoot the centerfold. So when I was looking through the camera, the model all of a sudden went like this, just this reaction, I'm like, what? I took the, you know, and I'm, hey, what? And she goes like this and I turn and there's Jeff standing next to me. And I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, 
And so I go, oh, Mr. Hefner. He goes, oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to disturb you. I go, oh, no, no, you're fine. And there was this whole entourage behind him. And so he goes, well, gatefold. do you have any examples, any Polaroids? Oh, yes, sir, right over here. So we go over to the table. I show him the eight by tens. And, you know, there's a photo. There's actually photos of he and I while he's looking at that. And he asked me some questions about it. And I told him. And there was just this interaction, and he was just very cordial, and he, and he goes, you know what, I apologize for stopping in the middle of this, you know, but just continue on, pleasure meeting you, David, I, I, I've got some things to do in the office, and I'm like, yes, sir, and that was how we first met, and so um, there were other occasions, I met him in a Playmate of the Year party, I found a, a Playmate of the Year, I actually found Karen McDougall. And uh, I went to her Playmate of the Year party at the mansion. I went to the New Year's Eve 1999 to 2000 party. Um, so, I mean, you know, I had my moments. Were you ever, were you ever at a Playboy party at the mansion? Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to the New Year's Eve 1999 to 2000. And I went to a couple of Playmate of the Year parties. And um, I went, I actually was at, I went to Kimberly Hefner's birthday party one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dave, you also have have a lot of history here. Where I'm, I'm in Tampa with with the Hooters girls. How, how you 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 made a couple of stars, big time stars, out of a couple of local Hooters girls. How tell Austin, us that story. Lynn Austin. Was, Lynn Austin. That's yeah, Lynn Austin. So yeah, what happened was, um, uh, my, there was a uh, our receptionist would go through submissions up at the front desk by the elevators, and so she rings me in my office and I she goes, Come here, you gotta see this girl. So I go up there, but she shows me these pictures that a guy had sent in, one of the owners of Hooters had sent pictures of Lynn in, and she was in a bikini, and I went, Whoa, she's really cute. So I reached out to him and I said, We'd love to bring her to Chicago to do a playmate test. Well, unbeknownst to me, she sent those pictures without telling Lynn. <laughs> so um, he ends up telling her that Playboy wants her to come to Chicago. And bottom line, she wanted her mother to come with her. And so she did. She brought her mom up to Chicago and um, ended up meeting her mom and her. I did her Playmate test. I ended up doing another photo shoot with her that ended up in the magazine before she became a Playmate. And then um, she ends up becoming a Playmate. And, you know, the rest is history. Mary's a baseball, famous baseball player, I think. Yeah. And um, then, um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've wow. met a few ladies, and they've ended up becoming playmates. What's I, been your I favorite found, shoot? I have found twenty three playmates and a playmate of the year. What's wow. been your favorite shoot of all time, except for summer? Hey, summer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was a good segue. <laughs> um, well, every photo shoot, and I'm not just I'm not just saying this. Every photo shoot I do, I love. I, I, I try to put all my energy into every photo shoot that I've ever done. And I've worked for some pretty famous people. Um, and so um, I don't think there is one that really stands out above the others. Um, I just love what I do. I love being a photographer. I mean, I've, I've photographed movie stars and, and TV stars and that sort of thing, base, famous baseball players um, and, you know, football players. So it's just that it's just that part of my life that has been so wonderful that that whenever I go out to do a photo shoot, I try to outdo what I did the the previous time, which is what allows me to keep my my work at a certain level. And so for me, that's how I look at it. I, I don't really have one standout um, I, I think feature or anything. I mean, i've I've shot so much, guys. I mean, so many beautiful women, so many different locations. Uh, I do love the Bahamas, though. I will say that. <laughs> I'm a big James Bond fan. So the very first time Playboy sent me to the Bahamas, I'm driving, I'm in the cab driving from the airport down to my hotel in Nassau. And I look out and I see the Thunderball house. And I recognized it from the movie. And I just thought, that's, that's the Thunderball house. And, and the driver just starts breaking up laughing and it's Jamaican. I mean, in his Bahamian <laughs> accent, he goes, yeah, man, that's where everybody, you know, everybody's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, are there really sharks in the pool? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
Did so, you have anything to do with uh, in the late 1990s when wrestling started getting hot? A bunch of the, uh, and I guess early 2000s, a bunch of the young ladies ended up on Playboy and covers and things like that. Did you have anything to do with that? Um, I did photograph uh, Barbie Barbie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 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 I, who's yeah. beautiful, by the way. Beautiful young lady and a very nice young lady. Very, very cool. Uh, just Dave, David, she beat me in a match for the 24 7 title. I, she did. She did. She beat the legend, and, and, and the people, legendary people, Jerry people, Briscoe. People, people kid me, you got beat by a girl. I said, Hey, I'm 70 years old. And if a young lady comes up to me and says, I'm going to need you to grow, and you go down, I'll get on top of you and cover you. What are you going to do? How fast <laughs> are you going to lay down? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, no, she's super nice. Uh, I actually photographed her for her and for some other stuff, but it wasn't for Playboy. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I did some tests with some of the ladies uh, yeah. that ended up being photographed by one of the other photographers or something, but uh, I didn't do any covers with them, no. Yeah. It was uh, just a time when wrestling got hot. And it was just a great combination with uh, with Playboy. And, you know, of course, you know, when you when you got the rock on TV every week, it's easy to promote stuff, you know, for what other what other people are doing. You know, it's you know, I just watched um, Be Cool last night, the Travolta uh, Chili Palmer thing uh -huh. just last night. And the rock was in it as the rock. This was back in 2005, I think, 2004, 2005. When yeah. they he was much smaller back then than he is now. He's huge. He's absolutely, you know, Jerry, Mr. Briscoe will remember when he got into Hollywood, they told him he was too big. Yeah. And so he got really, really lean because he thought that's what he needed to be for the movies. Then he thought, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to, you know, he's a naturally a big man and uh, he wow. just got huge. And now oh, he's he this iconic, you know, he's the only guy that uh, Kevin Nash, one of the wrestlers who are a friend of ours would say, he's the only guy who looks like his video game character when he walks down. You know, because he's he is a big man. Yes, he is. Never had a chance to work with him though. Yeah. So, so summer uh, and during during your travels now, what what after your after this magazine, are you doing any promotional tours? Are you heading anywhere, or or, or what's what's up with with your life now, summer? Um. Well, I have actually been talking to so the people that I work with. So my boss owns a company that we do uh, business, entertainment, technology, uh, nightlife consulting, and things like that. So we work a lot with the Hustler Club, Deja Vu Showgirls, and uh, like Cat's Meow, and Hammered Harry's, and Dick's Last Resort. So we... Um, we work a lot with all of those venues and the hustler club is in talks about giving me a launch party for the magazine and on new year's so awesome. we are we're looking at doing that and also talking about possibly having my own drink at the club called the sparkle barbie which is my nickname online so <laughs> it'll have pink and it'll have glitter in it so we're uh we're working on all of that uh with our pr team and marketing team so i'm really excited about it um that will obviously come out um online on my social media whenever we finalize all the details but uh it takes a lot to put an event together yes um, it does yeah i would not be opposed to going and doing some signings i just uh partnered with uh, Stephanie Stephanie Maddo from 90 Day Fiance. She's one of our business partners, and she made me an ambassador for her her new company and her app called Unfiltered. So David and I are working on doing some auctions of some signed copies of the magazine and possibly auctioning off some of my outfits from the shoot. So if anyone wants to check those out, we'll be auctioning those off and you can get get a little piece of David and Summer. <laughs> All right, is, is there a website where they could go and check this out? What, 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 how, how, what's your social media? My Instagram has all of my links on it and it's the Sparkle Barbie. Okay. Really easy. 
Well, and the, David will be tagged and everything. So you can find both of us on there. My unfiltered link is on there to where you'll be able to see how to get your copies of the signed magazines. Oh, I wanted to. And maybe oh, some live to... events. I know that I know you're about to, to fly out of town. You're going to be back yes. sometime on Saturday. I'm meeting I'm meeting with a, a girl on Sunday. If you're available, I'd love to go have you join us. We can meet her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I love going with David and meeting his, meeting his models. Um, I used to own a talent agency and do talent management, and I also help with the entertainers at our club. So I I love going and and helping out with the shoots and. Mr. Brisbane, I would too. <laughs> we're available. We're available. We we carry bags. We move stuff. We're still we're old, but we can still move things. But I told David before, before I even was asked to shoot, I helped him with some shoots and set up uh, shoots with Daisy Monet, who is also a cyber girl. She had a lovely shoot. Um, I was like, I'll carry your bag. I'll carry your water. Like, do you need help? I'll help you with anything. Just knowing how much David loves the magazine and loves showing the beauty and the real women. It's just, it's so much fun supporting that. Well, David, thank you so much for David, joining. I know so you had a finite amount of time and you went over that, so I apologize. But I'm so it's so much fun talking to you. It's 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 it's, it's been wonderful, especially a good Texas guy, Mr. Briscoe. I have to put up with these other people all the time. So. Yeah, well, we we didn't even get to cover your your car racing, which I'm very interested in. You were in several 24 hour, 25 hour races, right? 25 hour races, yeah. Um, wow. And I'm I'm in fact uh, I haven't done any car stuff since I started the magazine but they just literally reached out to me yesterday and asked if i could if i would be open to doing some things in 2024 and i said absolutely i'll just have to carry my my laptop with me and and do my editing in my hotel room at night but i'd be totally up for that so um i i work a lot with infinity nissan audi bmw i've done uh, porsche i mean all the I mean, i've worked for almost all the manufacturers in fact Back in 2020, just before COVID happened in January 2020, Porsche flew me to Finland and I drove cars on ice tracks in Finland. Ice tracks, wow. Yeah, With uh, special tires and, and wheels and things? They have like little spikes on the tires, and um, but it was still, you're still sliding around. It was, was that it was the first time you had done uh, something on yeah, ice? That was the first time I'd ever done ice, ice racing or ice driving. It How'd was, you do? I did okay, actually. I did okay, especially in the GT3s. Um, I was um, uh, on the uh, all-wheel drive Porsche. I didn't do as well as I did in the in the rear drive GT3s. I was really going really well through the forest <laughs> and on the ice track um, in that one, catching people. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was there for a week. Well, what what are some of the twenty-four hour races? Did you do Sebring or? Daytona. No, actually, there's there's one in in California called the 25 Hours of Thunder Hill. It's uh, mm -hmm. it was sponsored by the Air Force for the uh, for the longest time. I think they might still do it, but uh, I raced there in 2003, 2004. We podiumed both years. The first year we took uh, third in class, and the second year we took second in class. And then we won. We took first place in our class that first year uh, for the first 12 hours, and so. Uh, uh, I had a I had a great battle with an Alfa Romeo in, in at night in the rain. That That's insane awesome. that you battled for, for the first twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, I battled for the first twelve hours in the rain. It was awesome. I, I How in it. the world do you, do you have? A, is there two drivers? Are you driving the whole time? No, I, I we would drive it about. Well, they kept me in for almost three hours because the 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 we had enough fuel in the car that I could almost. I think I went two and a half hours in the rain at night because I was really oh. really doing well. And so they just kept me in the car. And when I finally came in, they refueled me and sent me back out. I was out for three hours. So wow. then I came in, took a nap, then got up the next morning and then drove again. So, but it was, it's good times. There's five drivers and we split it up yeah. into those, those uh, over the 25 hour period, we, we split it up between those five drivers. 
<laughs> what an well, great, well, great man. We really appreciate your time. Like John says, we apologize to both of you, Summer. We know you're you're getting ready to get on an airplane and fly out, but we really appreciate you taking the time early this morning to come on our show. There, we appreciate both of you guys. And what before you before you do, Mister Go, uh, David, how do, how do you subscribe to your magazine? How do you reach yeah. your magazine? And oh, oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, basically for everybody. It's like the www.mecemagazine. Magazine, 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 altogether.com. Altogether.com. Awesome. 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 I didn't mean to cut you off, Jerry. I saw uh, David, thank you so much. Summer, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Look forward to uh, the magazine and uh, reading all the articles. Uh, awesome. I am reading the articles, but the articles. The articles. <laughs> Al, will you read the article and tell me about it? I'm going to look at Summer's favorite. <laughs> She's very pretty. Yes, let me know. Let me know how you like it. I sure will, Thank Summer. You. Thank you. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, thanks so much. Great.